Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Join me uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We want to continue with this that we have, I think this is the fourth part uh, thus far, the walk of faith. And uh, the Lord said to us through my wife, He said uh, that we are entering a time, entering a season that will require the walk of faith. And uh, that's not something that means it's a bad season that's coming. Uh, it, it, it can't mean that because uh, uh, the Lord's already said to us that this year coming up will be an extraordinary year. Now, the, the Lord said that personally to my wife and I through a man of God, but here's what I know. What comes on the head comes on the body. So it's going to be an extraordinary year for you. Oh, hallelujah. So now, now that doesn't mean there won't be challenges but it means this, that there are things that we're going to have to, that we're going to, have to walk in faith to receive. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking back on this, and all those years ago that the Lord began to give us the revelation of faith, you know, faith is a, is a, can be taught as a subject. But faith is not a subject to be taught. It's a spirit to be caught. The spirit of faith. You catch the spirit of faith. And you have to catch it from a carrier. All right? That's why you'll hear somebody, they can teach faith, and you can get some principles out of it. But when you have somebody that's teaching that has the spirit of faith, things begin to affect change. I I learned that years ago. I I had a gentleman and his wife teach at the church, and they were word of faith people. I mean, they... They had, uh, uh, one of them had graduated Rama, and they were, they were teaching on faith, and I was sitting there on the front row, and you know, I'm, I try to get something from everybody, and uh, there was just something missing. And I was talking one night to uh, 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 Annie Durant, actually, is who I was speaking with, and, and we were, she was asking me about the meetings, and I told her, and I said, but you know, the, there was just something missing. And she said, yeah, it was the spirit of faith. Because you can teach faith, as a subject. But faith is a spirit that's to be caught. That's, that's what Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He said, we having the same spirit of faith. The same spirit of faith as who? David. Who said, I have believed, therefore I have spoken. Therefore we also believe and speak. Alright? So my point is, is what happened to us all those years ago when we got those two tape series by Charles Capps the first one was faith, uh, law of the new covenant. And the second one was words, faith, and things. What happened to us is we didn't just catch the information. We caught the spirit of faith. We caught the spirit of faith. And, and, and so, you know, when I was growing up in, in the denomination I grew up in, now I thank God for my, my heritage and my Pentecostal upbringing. I, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. But, you know, faith was kind of a, a situ- it was, it was a, a byword for not really. All right? Meaning, meaning 
well, well, brother, how you doing? Do you, do you have that yet? What's going on? Well, I got it by faith. Well, what that meant to them was, no, I don't have it, but I need to sound religious. And so I'm not just going to say that. You know, I got it by faith. And you still run into that. Well, I'm doing it by faith. What do you mean by that? Because before we leave tonight, you're going to understand that if, that, that if you have it by faith, you have it because the having is in the faith. It's not in the physical receiving. When did you receive it? When you were convinced of it. Not, not when you felt it. The having is in the convincing. It's in the believing. You have it when you're convinced you have it. Not when you hold it. Hallelujah. <laughs> so 2 Corinthians 5, 7, and uh, we'll, we'll get through this first part rather quickly because some of it is recapping. But the Amplified Bible of 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, We walk by faith, we regulate our lives, conduct ourselves by our conviction or belief respecting man's relationship to God and divine things with trust and holy fervor. Thus we walk not by sight or appearance. So notice, we regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our conviction, not by sight or appearance. Well, conviction is faith. That's what the word faith means. And the Greek word pistis means to be convicted, or the conviction that something's true. So we regulate our lives by faith, right? Re regulate meaning to control or to maintain the rate or the speed of a thing, all right? We made the statement, if we don't regulate our lives by faith, it's impossible not to walk by what is seen. Because I have to regulate my life by faith. And many try to walk by what is, uh, to, to not walk by what is seen without regulating their lives by faith. And you just, you can't do that. That's called denial or mental assent. And both of those are deadly. They'll, they'll destroy things in your life, all right? Because you can deny, 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 deny. It's like the lady that, that, that was in our church, and, and uh, she was in charge of paying the bills for her family. And uh, she was doing something else. I don't know that she was doing something else with the money, but she would take the bills and put them under a rug and say they didn't exist. And one day they were sitting at home and the lights got cut off. And the husband said, what in the world's going on? Didn't you pay the bill? She said, no, I didn't pay the bill. I've been believing God. Well, see, that's denial. I mean, I'm asked goofy. We think, well, I'd never be that goofy. No, probably not. But, but understand, that's denial. That's somebody that's taking a, a principle of faith, right? And, and trying to turn it into a formula. Faith. The, the most outstanding thing I learned about faith and have learned about faith is it's a law. And there are principles that govern laws, not formulas, principles. People try to break it down into a formula, and they try to say enough of the right thing, and they call that faith. Well, I've been confessing the Word three times a day. Why aren't I healed yet? Because you're not convinced. The healing 
is in the convincing. If you have faith that all of your needs are met, then your conviction. You understand? Glory. So faith is the channel that we order our lives through. Faith is how we live. Hallelujah. Now, Hebrews 11.1. 1. And uh, Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen yet. I know yet's not in the Bible, but you can put it there. Not seen yet. Now, we talked about some of these words. The Weiss Bible says faith is the title deed. Phillips' translation says faith means we have full confidence. So that word faith is the conviction that something is true. Uh, substance means a foundation, a substructure, the, stand, the, the setting under all right? And uh, it says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Evidence is proof. Now, this is important. So, when I have faith, it means that I'm convinced about something. When I have faith, I have a solid substructure to stand on. Faith is not a hanging on, it's a standing on. And then it says that faith is evidence or proof. So the proof is in the conviction. The proof is in the, the, the certainty. The proof is in the faith. If you're in faith, you have the proof. The proof is not the thing. The proof is the faith. If I have faith, I have proof. Of what? Fill in the blank. So the proof is in the conviction. If you're convinced, you have the proof. That's why Paul said we don't walk by sight, we walk by faith. See, that's what we mean when I've preached a message for over 20 years, 20 plus years, called the greatest faith. And I make a statement in that message that the, the real Bible faith needs no other evidence than what the Word of God says. And people will shout the walls down about that and they don't even know what I'm saying. Because we do, yeah, that's right, I don't need no other evidence than what the Word of God says. If that's what you think, then when somebody says, are you healed, you won't say, by faith. You'll say, yes, I am, because I already got it by faith. I got my healing by faith. I might feel better in a week, but I got it the moment I believed it. The moment I was convinced, I got it. Amen. And so, see, the, the evidence is in the conviction. The proof is in the believing. Does that make sense? And, and, and what people try to do is they try to move something without being convinced. Got to be convinced. 
Well, I just need to step out. You step out when you're convinced. See, just stepping out doesn't necessarily mean faith. You know, Peter stepped out of the boat on little faith and went a little ways. Right? But what happened? The big waves and the big wind and the, and the storm over, overcome his little faith because he wasn't completely convinced. Oh, hallelujah. All of these ideas are contained in that word faith. Faith is being convinced. When, amen. Now, when you're fully confident, you'll start to expect. I taught in healing school uh, Tuesday about receiving by faith. We're, we're still talking about uh, uh, faith for healing, but receiving by faith. When you're fully confident, you'll begin to expect, because walking by faith means living a life of expectation. Means living a life of expectation. And you're right there in Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says faith is the substance of things hoped for. The word hope very simple definition. In, in, in your lexicon, your concordance, whatever you're looking at, it just means to expect. To expect. So Bible hope and what hope has come to mean in our language are two very different things. Because if some... Listen, if somebody comes to you and say, If you go to somebody and you say... Uh, uh, you coming to church tonight, or are you coming over here tomorrow? And they go, well, I hope so. You're not going to put any confidence in that. Because that means maybe, maybe not. Right? This hope means to expect. Living, walking by faith, means living a life of expectation. Expectation is that picture. So in order to be fully confident and completely certain, I've got to be fully confident and completely certain of something. I have to be expecting. Do you see this? That's where many miss it. They try to walk by faith without developing the image of what they're walking in faith for. If you're not developing an image, there's nothing to attach your faith to. Right? So what I see me as healed. I see me as prosperous. You'll hear people say that. That's what you're getting. I see me this way. Then you got something to add the proof to. I got to have that picture, that expectation. And that's what takes the time. That's what takes the time. And everything that God wants you to see yourself as, He's put in the Bible. And that's why faith, conviction, comes by hearing the Word. Conviction of what? Conviction of whatever you're believing. If, if you're believing for healing in your body, the conviction, the confidence, the certainty, the absolute assurance of that is in the Word of God. That comes to you first. And you see yourself that way because you're certain about it. 
Oh, hallelujah. This is why God tells us over and over in His Word who we are. Because He's getting a picture to us. Amen. The picture for everything God says we are is in His Word. Uh, uh, we can go through some things real quick. Uh, uh, John 3.16 says we're loved by God. For God so loved the world. So you're loved by God. What was he trying to get across to you there? That you're loved. What, what did Nicodemus have a problem with? That he was loved by God. I'm loved by God. God, God wants you to see that. Amen. 1 John 3, 2 says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we will be, but we know that when we see Him, we'll be like Him. Right? So we are when, right now, the sons of God. How many of us? Everybody that's born again is a child of God. And so why did He put that in there? Because how many times... Does the Bible use references that God is a good father and he won't let his children go without? If you don't see yourself as a child of God, you won't have any faith in those scriptures. You won't have any expectation. My life changed when I realized there's nothing I wouldn't do for my children. And, 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 and I'm a mortal human being that has frailties and failures and imperfections. But God said, if you are that diligent about your children, how much more diligent am I about my children? If you have faith in that, how can you ever think you won't make it? My success is in my conviction. This is what I believe. I can't fail. And I've had people look at me and say, you can fail. No, I can't. Because he said in his word that you would be the head only. Is that right? Very often people quit, quote that scripture and they say, you'll, you'll be the head and not the tail. Mm -mm. He said you would be the head only and not be the tail. Encima solamente. Only above. Only. Well, I don't feel like I'm above. See? Your, but the above is not found in your feeling. It's found in your conviction. When you believe it, you're the head only. And you might be under the tail. But you believed it. You're the head only. So I'm the Son of God. A Son of God. You're a Son of God. Oh, hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 1.30 says we are of God. Amen. It says, but of him are you in Christ, who has made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Of him, God, are you in Christ. So when I was in Christ, I became of God. <sighs> Out of God. See, that helps you. Pe people that have a, a waffle lifestyle, and th they need to get that. If I'm of God, there's no darkness in God. There's no failure in God. There's no sin in God. I'm of God. That's what I'm made up of. Amen. So my victory is in my belief. Uh, 
2 Corinthians 5.17 says we're a new creation. Now we know that, but why do you put that in there? Because that's what you are. And wait a minute, it's what you are. Why would a Christian live like they're not a new creation? They don't believe they're a new creation. Why? They've never spent any time cultivating the image of what they are. And, and they're trying to live a life that's required to live by faith without an image of what they are. You do realize that. You're required to live this life by faith. It's not a suggestion. He said the just live by faith. said that three times in the New Testament, one time in the Old Testament, four times in the Bible. He said the just will live by faith. He said, he said in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith and not by sight. He said it is faith that pleases God. He said without faith you can't please God. Faith is the substance of everything that you're believing for. Over 30 times we're told in Hebrews 11 what people did either by faith or through faith. Anything that the Bible mentions almost 50 times in those few short verses has to be vital. Has to be vital. And when people say, well, that's just that faith stuff. That, that is a person that will not get a prayer answered. And that is a person that won't get what they need. Because you can't get a prayer answered without faith. Amen. Jesus said, and, and, and you don't have to turn there, you can write it down. Jesus said in Mark 11, he said, he said, For whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be removed, be cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things he saith shall come to pass. Now stop right there. When does he believe that those things that he said come to pass? When he said them. Not when he saw it. The, the next verse says, Therefore, when you pray, believe that you receive. When did you believe that you had received? When you said. And then when you go to prayer, what are you doing? You're thanking God and glorifying God and praising God. You're not asking God again. You already believed you received. So when was the receiving? In the believing. When did you receive? When you believed. You, you, you received it when you believed it. And you have the proof. Well, I'd just like to see some evidence. Your conviction is the evidence. If you're not convicted, you have no evidence. Hmm. We're the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, He has made Him to be sin for us that knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Now these are things that, that you know, but why are they there? So you can cultivate the image. And that's where many miss it. They're trying to walk by faith with no image for faith to give substance to. That's what the Weymouth translation says. Faith is giving substance to what you're expecting. Hallelujah. So, one of the main principles of faith is you got to have an image for it to give substance to. Hallelujah. That's why I've told you the, the, the stories. When we were believing God to come out of debt, there was a day that we were debt free, but we weren't debt free. But we were debt free. There was one morning we just, it, right here, we're out of debt. But we weren't out of debt. But we had received our debt freedom. 
Amen. We talk like debt-free people. We thought like debt-free people. Why? That's the image we had of ourselves. Do you understand that? And what happened? As we saw that image, our faith kept giving substance to that. Faith gives substance. Faith gives substance. And so the more you see it, the more your faith gives substance to it. And faith is the victory. The victory over what? Over anything that you're believing. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Faith is the victory that overcomes debt. Faith is the victory that overcomes sickness. Faith is, you name it, faith is the victory. Oh, hallelujah. Do you see that? All these things are a picture of who and what we are so we can live that way by faith. See, it'll start off living that way, not thinking that way. But you're living that way because you see it in the Word. But then the day will come that you live that way because you are that way. Well, you already were that way in God's mind. That's why you got to, people have to learn to think like God. For instance, when I was a boy growing up in church, we had a saying. Now, if, if, I, if I run afoul of one of your religious beliefs, just bear with me, all right? We had this saying, I'm so glad that God sees me through the blood of Jesus and not how I am. Like I was still an old unworthy, no good worm sinner. And God just looked at me through the lens of the blood and somehow was okay with it. That would not relate to a new creature. That wouldn't, that would, your death certificate in Galatians 2.20 would mean nothing. And your birth certificate in 2 Corinthians 5 would mean nothing. Thank you, Pastor Michelle. Right? God doesn't look at you through a lens of the blood. The Bible says, Hebrews, the blood of Jesus Christ has purged my conscience from dead works so I might serve the living God. Is that right? So how does God see you instantly when you're born again? Righteous, holy, Beloved, set apart, right? Am I growing into that? We're all growing into that. How are we growing into that? By faith. We're all growing into how God sees us. And we take, we take His viewpoint. Right? Is, is that right? And that's why when you make a mistake or you miss it, what do you do? You repent, you confess it, and what do you expect that He does? Cleanse you from all unrighteousness, and what do you do? You sit back down at the table at the right hand of the Father like you belong there because you are what God says you are. Oh, hallelujah. Do, do you see that? Well, where is that righteousness found in your believing? For there is a righteousness apart from the law. One translation says that springs from faith and leads to faith. 
even the righteousness which is of God in Christ. Where'd that righteousness spring from? Faith. How does it keep moving? By faith. Hallelujah. Did you see that? And you got to walk that way. Well, brother, it's just what I believe. And listen, it's not. Listen. What you believe, Brother Hagin used to say this, what you believe will put you over or it'll put you under. If you believe wrong, you're going to act wrong. Amen. And, and that's what I see so, so often with faith is people are trying to work, work a formula and not the principles. Well, I'm just going to confess it until I get it. That's not faith. If you're confessing without an image, it's just that's just the reality of it. If you're confessing without being convinced, just words. Oh, hallelujah. How do I know that? Because I used, I used to know this girl. I used to know this girl. And uh, she had a certain fellow that she was enamored with. And she named it and claimed it and blabbed it and grabbed it, confessed it, and didn't possess it. Amen. Well, why? What? Because, number one, he didn't want anything to do with her. Number two, there's no way to build an image of that. Not without, not without God... Not without God ministering to both people. You understand? And so those are people trying to work a formula of faith and not work the principles. The first principle of faith is it only comes by hearing the Word of God. And hearing the Word of God produces a heart knowledge called faith, amen, that's not dependent on natural circumstances. Looking at what is seen, mental ascent, produces a mental knowledge that's solely moved by what is seen. Amen. Mental ascent, just natural knowledge, is in the mental intellect, and it's only moved by what is seen. See, this is why this is so important. Is you didn't get better when you felt better. You got better when you believed you were better. And the only way you'll know that you know is that you'll know. Amen. Do you understand that? And you see, you see yourself that way. Living by faith is seeing what God said and believing that picture more than you believe what you can see. I see what God said, and I believe that more than I believe what I can see with my natural eyes. And that's not just something bad. 
you know, a sickness or poverty or whatever. When God tells you He wants to do something in your life, when God says, this is what I'm going to do for you, very often, here, here's the thing. You with me? People can't see themselves doing that. They will never exercise faith for what they can't see. And here's the thing. God will not force you, force something on you that you don't have the faith to keep. Mm. I said it in healing school, was it yesterday? I, I, was, I was talking about receiving by faith. Everybody that Jesus healed received by faith. Everybody. Bar none. Jesus didn't heal anybody against their will. He didn't make anybody get better. Everybody believed. See, that's important because that's, that's how he operates with us. When he healed the, 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 the uh, uh, sick man at the pool of Bethesda, it says that, that that man had been there 38 years and Jesus came and he began to talk to the man and he said when he knew he had been there a long time, he said, Do you want, would you like to be whole? In the Greek, that phrase means, would you like to be instantly well right now? Now watch. Here's the picture the man had. I don't have anybody to put me in the water. And, but here, but see, he had faith. Because he believed, if I can get in the water, I can be whole. Evidently, he didn't know who Jesus was. Why? Because a few verses later, it says they ask him, who told you to carry your bed? He said, I don't know. Some guy. I mean, how would you like that? Guy healed me and told me to carry my bed. So. Right? But my, but my point is, is Jesus, Jesus is saying, do you want to be instantly whole? Instantly well? Now, now i got to cultivate that image. Right? The, 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 the man in John chapter 9, Jesus came, Jesus came and the disciples said, you know, who, who sinned, this man or his parents? How often do you think that man heard that you're that way because you're a sinner? That's what the Jews believed. That if you're born that way, you're a sinner. How often do you think he heard that? Probably a lot. And Jesus said, nobody sin. Now watch, he's trying to change their image. And he said, the God's going to get the glory for this. Remember what he told the man? Put mud in his eyes. Now go wash in the pool of Siloam. You know, we don't know how long it took him. He's blind already. Now he's double blind. And he's got to get over to the pool wherever it was. But the Bible says, notice, he washed and came seeing. He washed and came seeing. He put faith in what? When did he receive his sight? After he washed the mud off? No. The moment he acted on what Jesus said, he got his sight. It was just a preliminary of washing the mud out of his eyes. Now, you could say it this way. When he believed Jesus, it was then the mud that kept him blind and not the blindness. And you have great intellectual bozos that say there was some healing property in that mud that caused that man's eyes to be healed. Here's a guy 40 years, born blind, and in a few seconds some mud heals his eyes. That's garbage. 
It was what he believed. Oh, hallelujah. But then you remember what he said? They said, the guy that healed you, was he a prophet? I don't know. Here's what I know. I used to be blind. Now I see. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Hallelujah. I don't know if that stuff you believe works. Well, that's okay, but I used to be sick. Now I'm well. I used to be broke. Now I'm rich. I used to be in debt. Now I'm not. I used to be depressed, and now I'm not. I used to be nobody going nowhere, doing nothing, and now I'm doing things for God all over the world. Why? Because I got an image. You got an image. God will show you images. I'll have people come to me and say, I was praying and God showed me this. Then he's expecting you to add your faith to that image. Am I helping you? I only got about eight minutes. Romans 4.18. Romans 4.18. If you will spend time cultivating the image. I remember in 2013. I fought such a vicious, and my wife will attest to this, vicious physical battle. Vicious. And uh, I'm glad I had a foundation of the Word. But I had to take the time to build an image. You understand? I've never been sick. Yes, my wife, the whole time we've been married, she can probably count on one hand the times I've been sick. And this was, this was ungodly. It was, it was an attack. Well, it was an attack of the devil. But the point is, is I would spend hours every morning just seeing myself well. Not confessing Scripture. I would lay in the floor and play that Keith Moore song over and over again. I see me as healed. I just put it on repeat. I see me as healed. I see me as healed. And boy, that got in my spirit. There's a picture in my spirit of a strong and healthy man. And I felt anything but strong and healthy. I couldn't get off the floor. I knew I had to get up and go to work. I couldn't get up off the floor. I was just, I I was anything but that way. But man, the more I listened to that, and the more I built built my, and I didn't try to get 150 scriptures. I went to the scriptures that fed me. And I just built an image. I just built an image. Because what the devil was trying to mess with me about was was I was going to die. I was going to die young. And so I got a hold of that scripture. I will not I I will I will not die, but I will live. And I will declare the works of the Lord. I will not die. And see, I remember the day that came out of my mouth different. I will not die. I will live. Amen. Listen, the doctor had already told me he couldn't do anything. I mean, it, 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 it wasn't like a, a cancer or something like that, but he... He told me, he looked at the symptoms, he said, well, there's nothing we can do. I mean, I can give you some medication, maybe to help a little bit. Well, dear Lord, 
You say, what would you do? I burned the prescription. If, if, that's all it's, if that's all it can do, then, I mean, i got to believe something. But watch. It took me three months to cultivate that image. But I remember where I was in the third month when that thing lifted. Amen. Hallelujah. But it took time cultivating an image. I knew about faith. I preached faith. I was walking in faith. My faith had sustained me. But I had never faced that kind of thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's why if you're well here tonight, that's the time that you're cultivating an image of a well person. Not when the doctor says, you got a bad report. You got you to cultivate it right now. If, if everything's fine in your finances, you're cultivating an image of abundance and more than enough now. Because it's not a question of, of if, it's when. It's when you face a challenge in some area of your life. You're going to. Brother Hagin, you say, you know how Brother Hagin say, nobody's going to float through life on flowery beds of ease. You're going to face challenges. What do you believe? See, the answer is in what you believe. Not just what you say. Because you can say things you don't believe. Trying to get yourself to believe. But think about that. Jesus said, Whosoever will say to the mountain, Be removed, be cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but will believe that what he says comes to pass. Until you're convinced, you're better off being quiet. And just get convinced. Does that make sense? Now, Romans 4.18, not going to take a lot of time here. Oh, Lord, I'm almost done. Got one verse after this. I'll read it to you from the Amplified Bible. For Abraham, human reason for hope being gone, hoped in faith that he should become the father of many nations as he had been promised, so numberless shall your descendants be. Abraham had no reason for human hope. Zero. None. His body was dead. Sarah's body was dead. He had no reason for human hope. But the Bible says he hoped in faith. He got a picture. But he had a picture based on what God said. And then watch, he owned that picture. This is what God said. You understand? He had to get that picture. He kept going back to God said, You'll be the father of many nations. And, 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 and we see his mindset when he took Isaac and sacrificed Isaac. He said that he did that by faith, accounting that God was able to raise him from the dead. Well, why did he believe that God could raise Isaac from the dead? Because God had raised his body from the dead. Once, once you get a picture and it works for you, you have no problem believing it'll work for somebody else. And you have no problem believing it'll work the next time. Picture. Had Abraham not had a picture, there would have been nothing for him to attach his faith to. 
Remember, we, we taught on that 20-something weeks, the blood covenant, where Abraham, God came to Abraham and said, uh, uh, I, I'm your shield, your exceeding great reward. Walk before me and be perfect. And Abraham said, what could you possibly give me? Seeing I still go childless, and this Eliezer of Damascus is going to be my heir. And God said, Eliezer will not be your heir, but one that comes out of your own body will be your heir. And Abraham believed God. When did Isaac become a reality? When Abraham believed God. But Isaac wasn't born for a number of months or years later. When, when, would, when did Isaac become a reality? When Abraham believed God. When did Abraham's body start returning to the ability to have a child? When Abraham believed God. When did Sarah start getting strength to conceive seed? When Abraham believed God. Hallelujah. Without a picture, what can you be convinced of? What's going to convince you without a picture? Many will say, well, God can. Can what? What can God do? Well, God can do anything. And they'll say that. Well, do you, believe that you, do you believe you're healed? Well, brother, God can do anything. That means no. That means no. Amen. Think about that. I've laid hands on people and said, what do you want? You're up here for healing. What, what would you want? What do you want God to do for you? You know, when I lay hands on you for healing, I am believing that God's going to heal you then. That's why you're here. You get in the healing line because you want something. Well, I got it. If you want it, you can have it. But here, here's the thing. I've laid hands on people and said, what do you want? Well, just whatever God wants. I mean, he can do anything. And you know, you love people, but you want to say, go sit down. And, and, and I'm not, I mean, I'm not being mean, but and, and get an image of what you want and come back. I mean, that's, that's so important. That's so important that you cultivate that image. If, if, if you're sick in your body, you need to get a picture of when you were your healthiest and put it all over your house where you can see it and cultivate that image. The world calls it mind over matter. God calls it faith. Amen. Print out your bills if you're believing to be debt free and write paid in full across them. Why? That's what you're believing. That's the image you're trying to cultivate. And, and, and eventually, all the reasons it can't happen will go away because you're convinced you're debt free. Because right now you're convinced you're head over heels in debt. So you've got to be convinced that you're debt free. And you know what you do when you're convinced you're head over heels in debt? You go into more debt. Because that's the only option you have. <laughs> Amen. Pastor Michelle and I have been looking at putting a, a, a generator at, at our home on our, on our property. Uh, and, and I've been working with the people. And uh, uh, I called them, I was talking to them today, and they're, they're going to come out and install it. But when, when we had talked to them about uh, getting it, uh, they needed my Social Security number and, and whatnot. And I always warn people, if you run my Social Security number, here's what you're going to come back with, nothing. No debt, no outstanding bills, no credit line, nothing. I haven't had a credit line since, when did we come out of debt, 2014? None. 
Well, how do you live without credit? Well, really good. Pay cash. <laughs> Hallelujah. We live really well with no debt other than our home. The only person that has any credit is my wife. And so they always have to run her, num- her number. Hallelujah. Well, see, I, I saw myself as debt-free so long, I don't see my, any reason to see myself the other way. Let me, let me give you this, this uh, uh, illustration. Joshua 6, 1 and 2. And, and you can write that down. We'll be done. I, I want to respect your time tonight. But in Joshua 6, 1 and 2, you know the verses. It says that Jericho was tightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given in. See. 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 I have given into your hand Jericho. And the king and the mighty men of valor. One translation says, Look, I've handed Jericho, its king, and its fighting men over to you. Do you see that? Joshua had a picture of Jericho being turned over to him. Hebrews 11.30 says, By faith, the children of Israel compassed the walls of Jericho, and by faith, the walls fell. Why did the walls fall? They had a picture of the walls falling. Wasn't the trumpets. Wasn't the praising. It was the faith. They marched by faith. We live by faith. Do you realize the exciting victory-laden life that you're going to live? Because you live by faith. There's victories on every turn. Because you're living a life of victory. You can't lose. You can't lose. You're not a loser. You're a winner. Mm, hallelujah. Isn't that right? Let's stand up tonight, shall we? I hope you receive something this evening.